Blog Talk Radio. Morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at www.yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome to today's episode entitled, Our Blessings Box, The Gifts in Life. So what is a blessings box? Well, think of a hope chest, you know, the the physical box, a cedar chest, or sometimes it's called a dowry chest where women, in anticipation of getting married, place items such as clothing or household linen, just things that they think they will need for when they get married. So items physically go into this box, and they may collect over the years, depending on how long they've been betrothed or engaged or whatever. So a blessings box would be the similar concept. It can be a physical box. You can take a shoe box and you can decorate it and make a box and make it slit in the top and then you can slip some, some, some things in there. We're going to talk about what should be in our box. Or it can be a make-believe box. Whatever you come up with is fine with me. But the episode is going to talk about what is in our blessings box. What do we put in there where we can go and open up this box and it can help us to get through life or to be reminded that there are gifts in life. So, you know, I always read the promotional material to lay the foundation, and it reads, every day should bring new opportunities and adventure. Okay, wait a minute. We all know that life happens, the bitter and the sweet. So what is our perspective on life when we encounter pain and devastation? How do we view what appears to be the downside to life you know, when it seems as though nothing ever goes right, do you ever wonder and ask yourself, where are my blessings? In James chapter 1, verse 17, it says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. That's the NIV version. So we don't have to search high and low to see how Jesus takes care of us and shows us that he is with us. All we have to do is pay close attention and see the littlest things as gifts from above. So if we talk about blessings, we have to also acknowledge that both the Old and the New Testaments talk about curses. But today, we're only going to focus on blessings since the episode is about our personal blessings box and the gifts that are inside of those boxes that remind us what we need to get through life. So what is a blessing or blessings? And this is really important for us to grasp. Because we are in a covenant relationship with God, his intentions are to bless us. Make no mistake about that. 
believers are in a favored status with God. To be blessed is to be granted special favor by God with resulting joy and prosperity. In the Old Testament, God promised Abram that all people will be blessed through you. And this is fulfilled in the person and work of Jesus Christ. The blessings were also related to prosperity in produce, material goods, and offerings. Excuse me, offspring. In the New Testament, however, the emphasis is more on spiritual rather than on material blessings. Blessing includes praise, devotion, and worship, especially grace said before partaking of a meal. And then we are called to be a blessing to others, especially in response to those who persecute us. So with that being said, let's run through some scriptures real quickly. James 1.17, again, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. And then in Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, it says, I will bless those who bless you. This is God talking to Abram. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. And then to give us further in, uh, explanation about that, let's go to Galatians in the New Testament, chapter 3, and look at verses 8 through 14. Verse 8 says, Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announced the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. We just read that in Genesis chapter 12, verse 3. Verse 9 in Galatians 3, 8 through 14 says, So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abram, Abraham, the man of faith. Verse 10 says, For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse, as it is written. Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of law. Verse 11 says, Clearly, no one relies on the law. No one who relies on the law is justified before God because the righteous will live by faith. Verse 12 says, and the law is not based on faith. On the contrary, it says, the person who does these things will live by them. Verse 13 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who was hung on a pole. Some versions say hung on a tree. And then verse 14 of Galatians chapter 3, verse eight, verses 8 through 14 says, He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. And then in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Romans chapter 12, verse 14 says, Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. And a similar message and instruction is found in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, and it says, Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing." Because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. Now, the most recognizable references to blessing come from the teachings of Jesus himself. He declares that in spite of difficulties at the present time, the promises of God's salvation and coming kingdom bring a state of happiness and recognized favor with God. 
And in Matthew chapter 5, verses 3 through 11, this uh, passage is considered the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes. And it starts out, I'll just read verses 1 through 2 also. It says, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain. And after he sat down, he did his disciples came to him, he opened his mouth and began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Verse 4 says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. Verse 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. 7 says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Eight says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Verse nine says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Ten says, blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then verse 11 says, blessed are, the, blessed are, blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Then verse 12 says, rejoice and be glad for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets you, who were before you. And then in Luke chapter 6, verses 20 through 22, we have another account of the Beatitudes. And it says, and turning his gaze toward the disciples, he began to say, blessed are you, who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Verse 21 says, Blessed are you who hunger now, for you shall be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. And then verse 22 says, Blessed are you when men hate you and ostracize you and insult you and scorn your name as evil for the sake of the Son of Man. So, and we've laid a quick foundation of blessings, and uh, just just to say this, just for the for uh, the sake of saying it, uh, life and death are blessings, uh, each in their own right. Uh, when we are in a covenant relationship with God, because it says that we shall inherit the kingdom of God. Now, here's the question for us to entertain and to ponder: What is in our blessings box, so that we can maintain? a good perspective of the goodness of God and the riches that we have in Christ Jesus, which is every spiritual blessing. What is in our box? We read scripture about our favor with God, our redemption, our comfort, our happiness, and our, and our being satisfied. So here's what we should have in our blessings box. And again, this is just a make-believe box, or you can make a physical box and decorate it and put pieces of paper with some little reminder notes, but this is what we should have in our box. We have God's unconditional love. We have an abundant life. We have forgiveness of sins. We have the gift of the Holy Spirit who indwells. We have spiritual understanding, and we're ambassadors of God. So it's time for us to stop confusing blessings with stuff. Now, that's not to say that God doesn't bless us with the means to acquire stuff, but stuff is not a measuring stick for our favor with God. So when we do acquire things and stuff, as some of us will and do, let's remember to bless others. We can share what we have.
but more importantly, sharing our spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus can lead others to having eternal blessings as well. So we can thank God for blessing our finances, jobs, families, homes, and health. And if you'd like to add those things into your blessings box as well, that's fine. So in closing, there's an old Christian hymn entitled Counter Blessings. It's by Johnson Oatman, Jr., and it was published in 1897. I'm going to read all four stanzas and then the refrain. Uh, So the first stanza says, When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. The second stanza is, are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? Count your many blessings. Every doubt will fly, and you will keep singing as the days go by. Verse 3 or stanza 3 says, when you look at others with their lands and gold, think that Christ has promised you his wealth untold. Count your many blessings. Money cannot buy. Your reward is in heaven, not your home on high. Stanza 4 says, so amid the conflict, whether great or small, don't be discouraged. God is over all. Count your many blessings. Angels will attend. Help and comfort give you to the journey's end. And the refrain that you would sing after each of those stanzas, first, second, third, and fourth stanza is, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. So there you have it. What's in your blessings box? Is it full of things, stuff, material goods, material wealth? Are those the things that remind you that life will be okay? Or or are you looking at the things that God has done? Just like the song says, count your many blessings, name them one by one. So again, you know, we have God's unconditional love. We have an abundant life. We have forgiveness of sins. We have the gift of the Holy Spirit who indwells. We have spiritual understanding because the scales have been lifted from our eyes, and we're ambassadors of God. So with that, may God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. We'll talk again in a couple of weeks. God bless you.